Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. George Norrie along with Troy Anderson, author of several books, including The Military Guide to Armageddon and The Babylon Code. The Babylon Code you wrote with Paul McGuire. Tell us about this and uh, your thoughts on this one, Troy. Yeah, so uh, when, when Paul and I started uh, you know, working on this book, I think it was like 2013 or so, in, in one of my conversations he mentioned that there's a code in the Bible, and that sort of caught my attention. And uh, as, we, you know, as we delved into this, uh, that there's many mysteries throughout the Bible, and one of the most uh, enigmatic is called Mystery Babylon in Revelation 17 and 18. And the, the book Revelation sort of takes the entire Bible, in fact, much of the imagery from the Old Testament, sort of condenses it all in this one, you know, phantasmagoria of a book that talks about the end times. And so we started ex- exploring this, and, and if you remember back in Genesis, it talks about the Tower of Babel story. And so, you know, the, you know after the, the flood, the people of God had told people to scatter across the earth, but they, they gathered in, in uh, what's now modern-day Iraq and, and built this, this great tower. And there's some, you know, speculation this could have some kind of, you know, astrological uh, significance, some kind of worship, maybe even some mm-hmm. kind of spiritual portal, something like that. Uh, that you know could bring entities from other dimensions into our our plane, but you know the the story talks about this tower of Babel, essentially the Nimrod and helped create the first sort of bringing the world together. The first time they had sort of a uh, you know one world you know government economic system you know religion, and so and then throughout the Bible you have all these uh, references to Babylon. It's it's the second most uh, re- referenced uh, city be- uh, other than Jerusalem throughout the Old Testament. And then it reemerges as this mystery Babylon, Revelation seventeen eighteen, and so the, the Babylon code sort of unpacks this mystery. What is what is this all about? What is this, this final system that's ultimately destroyed? You know, towards the end of the book Revelation, and and is it, is it you know is there some some kind of you know occult connections to it? Is it some kind of belief system? Is it, is it a world government? And so that the you know the book explores all that, and then it features all this uh, you know interviews of all kinds of great experts and documentation and uh, sort of unpack this mystery. And is there anything supernatural about the Babylon Code? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a very supernatural thing. Essentially, you know, what what we conclude without, you know, trying to give away too much is that um, there's going to, you know, the Bible talks about this this end-time religious system that will emerge, and the Antichrist and false prophet will preside over this, this global religion, this global government system, mm-hmm. and an economic system. It says in Revelation 13, you can't buy or sell unless you have the, the mark of the beast. And so, you know, today we're, we're seeing, you know, all these, uh, all these technologies and, and, uh, and you know, thing, things that could be precursors for this system. I and mean, for the first time in history, we have, you know, microchip implants and, uh, you know, all these the different things we're seeing today. And even, you know, people are now calling that you, you literally can't build, we won't be able to buy and sell unless you do certain things today. So, so we're seeing this, this, uh, this kind of thing uh, emerging and, and push for it. And so, you know, the, the question we look at in this book is, are we moving into this, this mystery Babylon system? Well, a lot of people think the mark of the beast could be all kinds of things. Some people even think that it might be the vaccine, the way they're forcing people to, uh, you know, mandate these. Uh, in, you know, they just announced today that the military, everybody's got to get shots. Now, I was in the Navy for nine years. They mandated shots then. I mean, I got a malaria shot, Troy, 
that swelled my arm up for three days. I mean, it was horrible. But uh, the military, I guess, has that right to do that. And uh, But when you look at the mark of the beast, or you can't buy, you can't sell, which is in Revelation, what does that mean to you? Well, yeah, I mean, if, if we come to a point where, you know, you can't buy or sell unless you, you take this mark of the beast, you know, of course the Bible warns if you, if you do take this, you'll, you know, you'll be eter- eternally lost. Uh, but you know that this is this is one of the, the I, I think one of the great concerns that people have today with everything you're seeing you know with the vaccines and everything. You know, could this be some kind of precursor, or is is the international deep state sort of testing us, seeing how far they can push things? You know, are are there things set you know uh, planned for the future that could actually implement some kind of system like this with you know with artificial intelligence, electronic banking. Uh, all these these surveillance state, you know, the loss of freedom we're seeing, you know, it, it's not out of the question that, you know, there, there could be something like this developed. You know, you've got China with their social credit scores. You know, we may have some kind of shadow system like that now, or at least, you know, there may be uh, interest in doing something like that here, too. Um, so, uh, you know, the Bible warns this would happen, and so we're Maybe we're seeing the beginning signs of this, but you know, no, nobody's, you know, there's no way to tell right now what exactly it might be, and nobody knows that. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, we're perhaps seeing signs of this. After you wrote one of your other books, a retired U.S. Army chaplain and Colonel David uh, Giamona got a hold of you and asked you to help him write the book, which ended up being the military guide to Armageddon is all about. Now. We're looking at all kinds of things happening as you were on hold during my news segment. We're talking about Afghanistan. What a disaster that is, Troy. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole situation is a great tragedy. Um, you know, many people are, are you know, being uh, uh, killed and, and tortured and, and these kind of things. And and just, uh, it, it's just un- unbelievable to watch this kind of thing unfold. Uh, my, my co-author, Colonel Giamona, he's been uh, doing quite a few media interviews about this. I talked to him today, and he said that, uh, you know, if, if the president had listened to some of his military advisors, perhaps the situation could have been handled better. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions about uh, what, what's really happening here and, and, and why this has transpired like it is. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's just a, a terrible tragedy. Uh, it, it sure is. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the Military Guide to Armageddon. Tell me about that title. So, so what happened is after uh, the second book with Paul McGuire and I came out in, in early 2018, uh, uh, retired U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David Giamone got a hold of me out of the blue, and he said he'd been working on a book then called "The Making of a Warrior," and so he asked me to help him uh, help him you know write this book and do interviews and, and that kind of thing, and it just struck me that. You know, because the, the first two books were trying to sort of wake up the country. You know, this this stuff appears to be happening. We, you know, we felt you know it was part of our job to help wake up people, uh, but it didn't really seem to be happening. And so, I, when the colonel called me, I thought to myself, I knew about these polls that show, you know, I think it's like seventy, eighty percent of the public highly respects the military. And so, I thought to myself, if, if America <clears throat> and the church will listen to anybody about what's really happening, they'll listen to a you know a retired colonel. And so I agreed to help him write this book. We ended up changing the title to The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. And what this book does is it, it takes you through uh, all the different things that the Bible talks about, how to, how to get ready for something like this, how to, if, the, if we really are moving into these times, you know, you know one, one of the key things is essentially draw closer to God, 
um, you know, rely on the, the power of God to, you know, get us through this phase. Um, and but we also have a chapter in there on just practical things on, on prepping, you know, the kind of, you know, physical, financial, uh, you know, those kind of things you might need to weather any kind of disaster that's coming. And so, so this book sort of takes the colonel's three decades of, of military uh, wisdom and you know, what I've learned over a career in journals and sort of combines it together and, and how we're going to you know, navigate this, uh, this, this period of time. We have a responsibility in Afghanistan to those supporters who supported us for 20 years when we came in there. And we, we just seem to be leaving most of them behind at the mercy of the Taliban. And we know what kind of butchers they are, Troy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely horrible. I mean, this this sends the the most terrible, most terrible message you could possibly send to, you know, countries that are hostile towards us: China, Russia, North Korea, Iran. Uh, you know, is is China? You know, could this expedite their plans to invade Taiwan? Could that result in some big war? Could we see more situations in Iraq? Uh, I mean, we, when you have a a, a a weak situation like this, where it's uh, you know, our military is being portrayed in a, in a weak fashion. Uh, it just emboldens, you know, our, our enemies. And so this the, the world just became a much more dangerous place because of, you know, the um, mistakes that are made in this situation. How, how do you think Vladimir Putin would have handled the situation if planes hit tall buildings in Moscow? How do you think he would have reacted? Oh, he, he, he'd react, you know, in a very... Uh, uh, strong fashion, I would imagine. I think he would have leveled Tora Bora where they said bin Laden was hiding. Yeah, but most, most certainly, um, you know, we need, we need, a, we need strong leadership in, in our presidency and in our military right now. And, and we just don't have it. And it's, uh, it's a, it's a dangerous situation. What is the battle ready ministries? So the, the Colonel and I formed a uh, battle ready ministries, uh, to, to essentially go to different churches, different conferences, and, and sort of take people through this curriculum that we, we put together. It's a, a two- to three-day uh, session, uh, series of, you know, trainings, and, um, you know, help people get ready, help sort of uh, tell people what's sort of happening and uh, and what the Bible says about how to get ready. And we've had, had a phenomenal response at, at one church we spoke at, nearly the entire congregation came forward to dedicate their lives as, as battle-ready warriors of God. So so we've been uh, going around all year long uh, speaking at different places. Now let's talk a little bit more about uh, what you were talking about, the Mark of the Beast and uh, the other situations that are happening. You've talked about that the greatest evidence of biblical prophecy might be the technology. Tell me about that. Yeah, so the, for the first time in history, we actually have these technologies where you could have this Mark of the Beast system. You know, we've got the surveillance state. I mean, you know, with with social media now, the, the kind of censorship we're seeing, you know, the sort of the deep state sort of re- revealing their hand on, you know, it could just be some kind of, you know, long-term plan to, uh, you know, gather tons of information. So, you know, plus everywhere you go, there's, there's cameras recording everything. You know, the NSA and, and similar agencies around the world record, you know, our text messages or phone calls and, and everything we pretty much do online. And so... We live in the most intense surveillance state that's ever existed in, in history. I mean, Hitler, you know, he, he couldn't, you know, what, what they had in Nazi Germany doesn't even compare to what a uh, potential, you know, tyrant could uh, access and, and use against us today. Uh, at the same time, with, with artificial intelligence, there's verses in the Bible that talk about, like, the the, uh, the image of the beast and, and worshiping the image and things like that, that, 
you know, could that refer to some kind of, you know, uh, artificial intelligence, some kind of computer system? Uh, you know, could could the could the Antichrist be some kind of, you know, artificial intelligence? You know, transhuman? You know, something, something along those lines. It's, uh, it's there's some speculation about that. And so, but the but the main thing is that for the first time in history, you have all these technologies, so you could actually have this system, and you could have a, a global, you know, dictator that could control this this system with the surveillance state and, and governments and you know the whole apparatus we have. So, that, I, I think that's one of the greatest evidences that you know we, we very well maybe moving into this period of, of uh, history that the Bible talks about. Are there people who know that this is happening also, Troy? That are in in the know and they're just making it happen. Um, well, I, I think I think what's happening here is that there's because so many people are starting to wake up to you know all these strange things happening in our world. I mean, the world's become a very strange and weird place in the last few years, and a lot of people have noticed it. And uh, and so I, I think what's part of what's happening is the elite or the deep state, whatever you want to call them, these these you know people behind these secret societies and all the you know, interconnected organizations that are part of this, um, you know, uh, you know, the Bilderberg Group and Council on Foreign Relations and all these different, I mean, there's, there's died nations, there's tons of them. And um, I think they've become concerned that people are waking up, and so maybe they're sort of accelerating their plan, appears to be what's happening now. And um, so I think that's that's part of what we're seeing now. Does biblical prophecy talk about mass destruction? So this is another thing. So also, for the first time in history, we really have the ability to blow up the entire world with, with yeah. bombs, and now we've got all kinds of these bioweapons and, you know, bio-warfare and chemical warfare and, you know, you know bombs that can blow up, you know, half the West Coast and the East Coast. And, you know, the, the technologies we've developed are just, uh, uh, and the weaponry is, you know, we, we have, you know, the Bible talks about the elements burning with fervent heat, People like sort of melting in place, and uh, like uh, Revelation seventeen eighteen talks about you know mystery Babylon being you know destroyed with fire in, in one hour, and then it says that the merchants of the world who became rich off of trading with whoever this is maybe you know America is one of the speculations uh, from a distance watch her burn for fear of, of her torments you know so could that be you know like a description of some kind of nuclear attack um, so. There's all these things in the Bible that sort of refer to these kind of, you know, weapons that we now have for the first time. And uh, you know, a friend of mine, he was talking to a general at NORAD, and the general told him, we're looking at all these, like, major dangers in the world, uh, you know, the Yellowstone supervolcano, nuclear war, extreme climate change, uh, you know, the Cascadia subduction zone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just sort of on and on. And he said, we really don't understand why, you know, more bad things haven't happened, essentially. It's, it's, it's almost like some kind of invisible force is holding it back. We've been lucky and, so far. <laughs> yeah, we've been very lucky. And, you know, because there's been many times where we, we came very close to, you know, launching nuclear missiles, been many near misses, many mistakes made, and, you know, somehow we we haven't done it. But, but now the world's becoming more dangerous on the nuclear front because you've got more, you know, hostile actors with, with these weapons, especially, you know, Iran. And, you know, we, we, we under threat by North Korea just a couple years ago. So uh, a very uh, volatile situation in the world. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.